Hi there and welcome to the podcast. It is your lovely, all-knowing, no, I'm just kidding. It is Shy. And welcome back or welcome to Coffee with Shay or Shy, however you pronounce it. And I just want to say that taking some time off from the podcast was bittersweet in the sense that it was nice to have time to adjust to like a new life and new adventures. But at the same time, I think it was also like bitter because I do love recording for the podcast and I do love doing the podcast, but I think sometimes due to literally the 50 million things I have going on in my mind all the time, it is really hard for me to upkeep with it sometimes. Marketing and all of those things that you're supposed to do when you have a podcast are just things that I fall short in just because I am a part-time content creator and I do have a full-time job. So I do have other priorities, but I just want to thank you for listening and I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to have this platform. I am so thankful that you have chosen my corner of the internet and as always, I am so grateful for just being where I'm at in life. Um, because I'm in a really good place in life and we're going to talk about that more because today is like life updates versus like moving versus like all kinds of things and I just plan to use this as not really necessarily a venting session but an opportunity to discuss how much life has changed in literally like less than a month. And so, excuse any of the background noises, I am outside recording on my front porch because I just feel like I need some sunshine in my life. I live in the sunshine state now, but I just need a little bit of sunshine. So if there's like cars driving by and stuff, just ignore it, people talking, yada, yada, yada. Anyways, let's get into the juicy nitty gritty. Um, so I live in Florida now. Yeah, I live in Florida. I am from Indiana. I lived in Indiana from the age of, I believe I was like one or two when we moved to Indiana from Texas because I was born in Texas and I lived in Texas and then we moved to Indiana and I was never happy with that choice. I know it was like one or two with that choice. But as I got older and I realized absolutely how horrible the state was, just because like there's nothing there, there's nothing to do, small towns, like it it was only good if you lived in like Indy. And even living in Fort Wayne was like still not that good compared to like living in Indy or Indy. (laughs) literally just living in Indy. And Indiana was just never felt like my home. It just never felt like home to me. And it genuinely always felt like I was meant to be somewhere else. And so this decision did come with a lot of 
thought process behind it. I think a lot of people were just like, oh my gosh, Shy is going to wake up one day and she just wants to get out of Indiana. And that could not be farther from the truth. I remember being in third grade and looking at my parents and being like, and this is what I would say now, but why the fuck did we move <laughs> from Texas to Indiana? And the reason I thought Texas was so great was because my family lived there and I wanted to be around my dad's side of the family. I wanted to be around people that I felt actually genuinely wanted to be around just because my actual family, like on my mom's side, is very chaotic. Um, and just they have so many millions of things going wrong with them all the time, 24-7. It feels like there is something new every day with something going wrong. And so I wanted to be around my dad's side of the family. And genuinely, I have always just wanted to be out of Indiana. And I grew up in a small town. So teeny tiny town. If you're listening to this and you're from the town and you're still there, congrats. That's not me. Um, just because it was never home for me. And it always felt like I was an outsider just because everybody who was raised there, their parents were raised there and then their grandparents were raised there. And it always felt like I was intruding on people who have had lived there for multiple generations. It felt like I was just simply intruding on those people. And it's like their dads knew each other. They grew up together, all of these things. And it was just multi-generational um, families. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Multi-generational families. So it just felt like I was not genuinely supposed to be there. And I had a really hard time making friends. Um, when I was friends in elementary school, I was kind of like the unpopular group. Like I was friends with the unpopular kids. And then as I got to middle school and high school, I played sports and I was like a lot more popular. I'm not saying I was popular. But on the course of the totem pole, I was pretty even, pretty middle, middle ground on everything. And the friends that I met and I was friends with were like both popular, non-popular, all that kinds of things. Like I was just in the middle ground of like where it was. So it just really wasn't the place for me. And I don't genuinely know why like it was the place for my parents and the place for my family because like there was nothing there. You had to drive 30 minutes to like the next town to just like even go to Walmart. And I did enjoy the friends that I made. So I, I'm not saying that like I didn't enjoy like the people that I met in Indiana and have loved and everything. I did genuinely enjoy friends, stuff like that. But up until I was 18, it never really felt like home. And then when I turned 18, I moved three hours away from home three hours away from the teeny tiny town that I lived in for like 17, 16, 17 years of my life. And I moved away to go to college and it felt like home because I was like tucked away at a liberal arts college. And if you have not been to liberal arts college before, I swear it's like not just a bunch of like dirty hippies, like going to class and stuff. They were hippies, but they weren't dirty. Um, it really was, a lot of educated people who chose to 
go to the school and become more educated on topics and things like that and it felt like home because it was like a hub and center of education and for me education is like core like education is totally like the core of everything in my life and I made a lot of really great friends and life got a lot better in Indiana still the closest school or closest school the closest Walmart was like 20 to 30 minutes away and you know that is a lot oh my gosh I think there's somebody driving by with like really loud music on so I'm really sorry about that but anyways back to what I was saying I just don't think as simple as like Walmart should be inaccessible to people and so that was always very frustrating to me is just like not having access to like basic things and and to me Walmart is a basic thing it's a basic necessity basic need and so I didn't really have like access to all of those things so there's still something missing in the small town and I made really great friends and flourished under really great models leadership but if you've ever if you've been to college college is like a little microcosm it's like its own little like society and so I was tucked away in my own little society away from everyone nobody can harm me yada 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 but of course something is still missing and so I then moved to Fort Wayne which is I think it's like the third largest city in Indiana I'm not sure but I moved to Fort Wayne and things started to piece together this is my first time living in the city Yes, it's a city. Living in the city, having access to Walmart, 10 minutes away from me, Target was right down the road. I have Famous Taco near me. If you never have Famous Taco in Fort Wayne, it's literally like, it's a gym. Um, lots of other just basic necessities that I feel is important, like McDonald's. I think McDonald's is just a basic necessity, you know. Um, and I know some people are going to disagree with that, but in terms of like restaurants and shops, McDonald's is one of those I feel like you should have. And so that missing piece was there. And then I went through a really tough breakup and I lost my grandfather at the same time. So my grandfather slash dad at the same time. So there were a lot of really big things happening in my life. And Indiana, once again, did not feel like home. Fort Wayne did not feel like home. And the minute I lost my grandpa is the minute I lost my family. I lost any remnants of a family. And so things started to really like get worse for me. And then going on, um, from there, I was like lost for like a good six months, just like figuring shit out and all of the stuff. And I was like, it was a good six months of just being lost. And being lost is just really fucking difficult at the end of the day. And then I found my partner. Things started to make sense more. Things started to be put together more. Uh, things just were coming to an understanding and my partner and I quickly fell in love 
and I don't mean quickly, but like by standards, I was definitely in love with this person. And so things started to become a little bit homey and all that stuff. And then as we're dating, I find out that his parents are actually selling their house and they are moving to Florida. And his mom and him were going to stay here and his dad and his brother moved to Florida because his brother just graduated high school. And that was a heck of a decision, I feel like, for them to have made. But after talking to them, Florida has always been their dream. And Florida has always been where they've wanted to live. They tried to go when, like, my partner was young. And at the end of it, like, family is what kept them in Indiana. And so it was just really interesting because I didn't think in that time, okay, we're going to move to Florida. And then next thing you know, it's his mom moving to Florida now. And this is kind of where it gets like slippery slope to like, who's moving to Florida. And his mom was like, you know, her plan was always to move to Florida after a year. And, you know, my partner was going to move out and, and him and I were seriously dating. So it was obviously to a point where him and I were going to move in together and so his mom was like, okay, yeah, it's time. going to move to Florida. Our lease is up. So, you know, I'm going to move there. And so she did. And then about five months later, um, his grandpa was like, shoot, you know, I think for grandma, this would be a better place to live. I think if she lived in Florida, she'd be happier and healthier. And this is after like things that happened with them. And, and I'm not going to go into their details of life because that's, that is their privacy. But ultimately that was the decision. Like, okay, we're going to move. And so I remember Thanksgiving and he was like, I'm going to move the next day. Sold the house, do sold the house like quickly and move the day after Thanksgiving. And next thing you know, after that decision was made, the man was like, I think I'm gonna move too to Florida. You know, um, my son is graduating high school. He can graduate early, we can move down there. And so they did stay until like he was graduated and stuff, but then they were next and they were moving. And I just remember looking at my partner and going, okay, so are we going to move to Florida? And he was like, what? And I was like, I mean, yeah, like, what do we have here? Like, I'm not close to my family. My family pretty much hates me. Um, and they don't talk to me at all. So like, what are we doing here? And I like your family. And, and his mom and I had grown like a close relationship and, I genuinely just enjoy his family so, so much. And so I just looked at him and was like, why the heck not? Why do we not move to Florida too? Like, they moved, we can move, let's make this decision. And it took some convincing and eventually we were on the same page and we told his family and they were just really ecstatic and, and excited that we were choosing to move there. And... They just were so happy. So, you know, fast forward, it's about April, 
and we still didn't have an apartment yet and that was like a very frustrating time to try to find like something in our budget uh if we were gonna go down to just a one bedroom when technically we needed two bedrooms because we needed a home office and living in florida is expensive for the fact that like car insurance is expensive and price of living is expensive and where we move to is kind of expensive because it's like prime real estate because it's next to the beach and all those things so we're kind of like i was frustrated because we weren't finding anything and his parents live in the in this condo and um i was like just searching and i was like maybe maybe there's like a place for rent in the condo section like you know maybe we can find something there and a one bedroom one bath popped up and it was about 950 square feet so it's pretty big and we looked at the pictures and we were like, okay, let's, let's tour this. So I contacted the guy and he was like, yeah, I'll let you know. There's a guy already touring it. I'll let you know if he backs out and, and all that stuff. Um, and the guy ended up ultimately taking the condo. I would too. So then I noticed there was a one bedroom, one bath that popped up and we were like, oh my God, like. This is in our price range. It's about 900 square, 950 square foot. This is like perfect for us, I feel. And so we talked about it with his parents. And um, so they were really on board about that, really happy. And we ended up touring it and we're like, okay, we're gonna take it. And we ended up taking it. And the only like, problem with that was the first one we looked at was open like around the time we'd be moving here to Florida and then this one was open in April which is a month before we would move and you know playing paying for two places and stuff but we got really lucky with everything and how it worked out and we ended up getting the apartment April 15th that was like our start date for the April or for the apartment and it really worked out genuinely like we just felt happy with our decision. I was trying to really imagine the place because the guy was like older and didn't take like really great pictures. And so we ended up having like his parents tour it and take pictures for us. And it was still like kind of hard to like imagine the apartment and how big it really was. And so I was still like kind of like on the fence, like, is this a good apartment? Do we make a good choice? But after like having, so his brother has, was okay his brother was like living in the condo our our apartment our condo for just a month before we moving in just because of like different people moving situations and stuff like that and so he went ahead and just stayed here in our apartment because it was open for a month and he like took good pictures good facetime and it was like easier to really imagine us living there and um definitely a good choice so fast forward it's a month and we are celebrating my partner's graduation so this is kind of how the timeline of how it went um his parents flew in on the day of his graduation he and i and his parents celebrated his graduation went to graduation he had graduated with his bachelor's degree if you're curious about what he graduated in i always just say computer stuff because um 
information systems. Most people are like, what is that? So I just say computer stuff. And so he graduated, which is really exciting. I'm so, so proud of him. And I think he is so amazing and, and so smart. Um, anyways, <laughs> enough about that. And so he graduated and we went out to celebrate. And before he graduated, we had, we got the U-Haul. We packed up the U-Haul. Like when we were done, we pretty much just had the bed and a couple other things in the house. So that was interesting. I was living out of a suitcase for like a week because everything was packed up the week prior. And I got rid of a lot of stuff, like just, just how it was. But we celebrated. If you haven't had Giordano's before, I actually like the thinly sliced Giordano's pizza more than I like the thick crust. Uh, so we went there and celebrated. And the next day, we got up in the morning and we packed up the U-Haul and we embarked on our 16-hour journey to Florida. And so the way it was worked out is his dad and his grandpa were in the U-Haul. His brother was with him in his car. And then my car was his mom. And I love his mom to pieces. She's just an amazing, great woman. Sorry, there's someone driving by who like has to rev up their truck. I don't really understand why they have such a loud truck. But anyways, um, so I genuinely was okay with that. Like we then were like, we're going to play like switch around and people are going to switch around and, and stuff like that in the vehicles. But I'll tell you later on that did not work. Um, did not work out. We did not end up doing that. So we got on the road about 11 a.m. Between 10 and 11 a.m. And my vehicle, his grandma or his grandpa and his mom were using. So we had to go meet them somewhere. And we met them in like a town. And my dog was in the U-Haul driving with his dad because I didn't want her in like my partner's car because my partner's car is small and didn't want her in the back so she drove in the u-haul for like an for like a good 45 minute drive to where we were going met up got mcdonald's i posted a tiktok and i'm really disappointed with the tiktok comments because there were people like why would you move to florida and then there was this girl and i have her blocked at this point because no one's gonna no one's gonna disturb my peace and so she was just like commenting and being like, do you know what's happening in Florida? People are literally fleeing for their safety, all of this stuff. And like, I know what's happening in Florida, but like Miss Girl didn't even look at my profile and be like, oh, you're from Indiana. Same fucking thing is happening in Indiana because same thing is literally happening in Indiana. Like people are losing their rights just as much as they are in Florida as they are in Indiana. And so Miss Girl didn't take any time to look at my profile at all. She kept tagging me in political stuff. So I was like, I'm just going to block you. Um, I told her, like, I'm moving here because of family and I'm going to advocate and do as much as I can. Because if you know me, you know that I'm not a raging Republican. And I did go to liberal arts college and I have very progressive views. So clearly I don't agree with what's happening in Florida. I don't agree with what's happening in every state in the U.S. right now, aside from very liberal progressive states. I don't agree with what's happening in very red states and 
Miss Girl was just going in. So I was like, we're just going to block you. And I changed it to friends only because I'd rather have friends only view it anyways. And so we embarked on the journey. And it was long. We got to right outside of Cincinnati before we had our first stop. I think it was like right outside of Cincinnati. I think so. When we had our first stop and then we stopped for gas. Obviously, let my dog go potty, all that stuff. And she did great on the drive. She was happy. She loved having the windows down when we could roll it down. And our second stop was Bucky's because in this family, you cannot drive past a Bucky's without going to a Bucky's. So that was my first time going to a Bucky's. And I would definitely say that someone would, would get hate crimed at Bucky's. Like somebody would for sure get hate crimed at Bucky's. And it was a good food. Like, I liked the brisket. I got the brisket. <laughs> but, yeah. I could see it. Yeah. Yeah. It was very busy, very full, very chaotic. Um, they did have a dog area for my dog, which is pretty great. But it was very full, very chaotic. So, after Bucky's, we kept going. We stopped. I don't I didn't exactly remember where. Um, I think it was somewhere in Tennessee. We stopped somewhere in Tennessee, and then, gosh, that vehicle is so loud. So we stopped somewhere outside of Tennessee, which is like kind of where their spot is that they usually stop at. It starts with an O, but I cannot pronounce it for the life of me. And um, this whole time, his mom and I are just talking, chatting. His brother had fell, fallen asleep, so my partner called me from his car, and we just, like, chatted the whole time and talked, all of us, and it was really fun. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, our, that stop. And then it was about 8 p.m. at that stop, and we were like, okay, can we keep going to pass Atlanta? And I was like, heck yeah, like, I've got, like, eight more hours in me. Let, let's go to, all the way to Florida. I'll take another ride, man. Let's go to Florida. And that's not what really happened, but they were like, okay, let's get past Atlanta. And I drove through Atlanta at night and Atlanta is just scary driving in general. Atlanta at night is better, but Atlanta is just scary driving. And so that was like the scariest part for me was driving through Atlanta Yeah, I don't know if you have driven through Atlanta before but it's terrifying, to be honest. I mean, it's like eight lanes across and people are just driving like crazy. To me, it was like Chicago driving and I drove in Chicago before. This one time I had an Uber in Chicago and I shit you not, they were in the far left lane and it was like 0.2 miles, maybe like 0.1 miles before our um, exit on the right. And they literally went from the farthest left lane, which is probably about four lanes, four or five lanes, all the way to the right lane and like whipped it into the uh like lane that we needed to be in to get off on our exit i would have rated that uber like a five out of five thank you for getting me to the place that i need i might be half dead but i got to the place i needed to go and that's kind of like how i think atlanta driving was was just chaotic and crazy so anyways we got past atlanta and we stayed at a hotel outside of atlanta and it was good. Um, 
I did not sleep very well. We got there about 10, 1030 and I did not sleep very well because we had to get up at like seven o'clock in the morning the next morning and get going. So I was just not sleeping. My dog was very comfortable. Not very. She was comfortable in the hotel and I'm glad we found like a dog hotel, like a hotel that allows dogs and she was comfortable the whole car ride like she was fine she was happy she would lay down and then stand up lay down and stand up she'd get in the front we got her some treats at bucky's and we got her a toy so she had like stuff to play with uh all that was good and she was comfortable in the hotel she slept on the bed the whole night she's literally a princess but outside of that then we got up the next morning and it was about seven seven in the morning and i had literally the best biscuits and gravy i've ever had in my entire life like just the best biscuits and gravy and i had that got for breakfast got some starbucks um and headed out and i drove all of thursday and then i drove all of friday except for one hour so we did stop a lot on friday like for chick-fil-a for lunch and all of these places to go pee and uh during that day something that's really funny that happened i think it's funny now but it's it wasn't funny in the moment was my check was not deposited on friday like it was supposed to and so i was freaking out because like rent was due monday and i was like my check was supposed to go to rent not my whole check but like that check was allocated for like rent money and i was so frustrated and like contacted my supervisor and he was off that day so he, he was like i felt so bad so i answered you and uh it got figured out saturday my check actually came in and i was like what the heck just happened like that's wild that that happened and so i was like kind of freaking out checking my phone a lot uh just doing a lot of stuff like that and we talked the whole time and then i did put on an audiobook for some of the uh ride it was like a nicholas sparks book but it was not a 10 out of 10. they were talking about saint pete which was great because we lived near saint pete and it was just cute to like hear a little bit about saint pete and stuff from like author's perspective but not a very good book for some reason just wasn't a hit and i was kind of like getting agitated because we were like stuck near tampa for traffic and it was just very frustrating we took one last stop i got gas everybody went pee and i was like i cannot do this like my knee is locking up because of the traffic and i asked his mom i was like could you drive for us and so she drove like about an hour left of the drive so i <laughs> I did that drive. I did that drive. And that was a hard drive. But I did it. And I, I'm proud of myself. All except that one singular hour of traffic. Because I just couldn't do it. My knee was locking up. And it was it was crazy. But um, we got to the apartment about 5 o'clock. And it was 90 plus degrees. Like so hot. So humid. And his aunt and cousin came over, helped us. We got everything into the house and allocated to each room. And we were like, you know what? After everyone left, we're like, we're unpacking this tonight. Like, this is happening. And so we unpacked it all that night. I even did some decorating that night, too. Like, we completely unpacked it. That was just nothing was staying in boxes. We needed to eat. We needed our stuff. So we're like, we're going to completely unpack. And we did. Even did a little bit of decorating, like I said because I needed all of those picture frames out of the box 
And part of the reason for that was because we had the U-Haul and we were going to take stuff to storage. And it was just easier to like figure out what needs to be taken to storage that night. So it could be taken to storage the next day. And so it was just easier to do that that night. So we did and everything was unpacked and it felt like home. And watching the apartment, like, sorry, walking into the apartment for the first time, I was like, oh shit, this is bigger than I thought. And I was like very shocked. And we have like the most beautiful California style uh, closet. Like it's shelved completely. It's just gorgeous inside. And I was like, I love our closet. Our bathtub was really big. That was like a big seller point for me is I love the bathtub and the closet. And our porch is like massive. I just, we just have a massive porch. I feel like I didn't even have it filled. It's just so big. And so that's just where we were at on that let's take a brief pause for an ad and then let's come back and talk about my life now in florida for listening to that brief ad um just a reminder i get like a couple cents off of that every single time you stream it period but life in florida wow I think it's like much better than I thought it was going to go. Uh, we have been living here for like a week and a half now and I have lived up almost every single day of this week and a half. So Friday we just like stayed inside, we unpacked and then we woke up and the only thing I wanted to do Saturday was get Wawa coffee and Five O Donuts. Uh, excuse the name of it, but Five O Donuts is like the best donut shop I've had besides Stan's Donuts in Chicago. And really just good donuts, good quality. They always have some kind of interesting, cool donut every day. And you just, it's always a hit, never a miss. So I was like, we got to get up for Wawa coffee and Five O Donuts. So we did. And it was just great. I love Wawa coffee. It's better than Starbucks. It's better than any coffee shop I've ever had. Just Wawa coffee is, it's just a hit. You never expect that from a gas station, but it is literally a hit. And so we got up, did that. And it was just beautiful. Like we woke up and it was just like gorgeous out. Like sun shiny. It was already like eight, 75, 80. It was more like 80, 85. And it was just beautiful that first morning. And I just loved it. And his parents were like, you want to go to the pool? They live 30 seconds away from us. And they're like, you want to go to the pool? And I was like, heck yeah, I want to go to the pool. So I went to the pool for like a good hour and a half, almost two hours. And I am pale. So of course I got sunburnt. And <laughs> it was just good because like our pool was not open uh, in Indiana. So that pool was not open. And then it was nice to just come to the pool and like you know, just sit out, just beautiful weather. Of course, humid, humid weather, beautiful weather, but humid weather. And so it was just nice to like have all that kind of going on and stuff like that. But good pool day. I don't remember, I think exactly what we did after that. I don't know. I think we ate, had dinner and then I was like, let's go to the beach and watch the sunset. And it was 15 minutes away from us. And I was like really sad because it was not the most beautiful sunset because it was really rainy out. And we still got to watch a, a pretty 
pretty sky, pretty sunset, and living 15 minutes away from the beach is just a luxury. Uh, I never knew that I needed. It was a luxury I never knew I needed. And so uh, we live 15 minutes from Anna Maria Island, and if you've never been there, it it's just a dream beach. It literally is a dream beach. And so did that, went to bed. Sunday, we got up and TBH, I literally don't know what we did on Sunday. I know we went to the pool on Sunday. Sorry, there's like a loud car. That car was literally a piece of shit and it was so loud. Anyways, we did go to the pool on Sunday and it was just gorgeous out again. Gosh, I don't remember what we did really Sunday. Um, I was preparing for like my my day of work and uh, doing some stuff on Sunday, like to prepare, like changing addresses and stuff like that. And Monday, we I worked all day. We went to the pool. We went to the gym. Got a new gym membership. This gym is so cool. It has a women's only area, and I just think that's like the coolest thing in the world because I don't want to say I hate men. But I don't like gym men. Yeah. I don't like men who go to the gym. Uh, probably a good eight, time, eight out of ten times do I not like them. Yeah. And being a fat woman in the gym is always an interesting experience because you never know if people are like, staring at you, they're paying attention to you, whatever. So you always have to be really like cognitive of that. And so... I like the women's only area and I felt very welcomed, very loved in the women's only area. Of course, nobody talked to me, which I loved even more. Oh, I love when no one talks to me. <laughs> I promise it's not like a kink or anything. I just don't want to talk to people if I don't have to. And so it was just great. I just got my workout in peaceful by myself and so just walked on the treadmill for that day. And then went to the pool afterwards and like gosh going to the pool is just so fun tuesday worked again i don't exactly remember what we did on tuesday oh we went to costco i believe we went to costco so costco is about 40 minutes like 30 it should be really genuinely like 20 minutes away from us but it was like 40 minutes because of traffic and we went to costco and i also got my florida license and so I'm a Florida girl now. I'm, I am a Florida girl. I have my license in Florida and I also have my registration in Florida. But um, got my license. That was a pretty decent experience. Can't wait to tell you about the other experience. Went to Costco, got a bunch of stuff. Oh my gosh, Costco has acai bowls and I love acai bowls. So it was like wonderful. Wednesday uh pull again workout we started working out at six o'clock in the morning so that's the thing that we've been doing uh now so tuesday wednesday we got up at six o'clock in the morning and went to the gym worked i think we went to the pool on wednesday probably thursday is where things kind of got a little it's the only bad experience i've had so far in florida so thursday i went to the dmv and you could totally be like are you in the wrong like, I don't think I was in the wrong, but, like, they thought I was in the wrong. So, they have tax collectors here instead of DMVs to, like, do new registration and stuff. So, I was doing my car registration. I get to the lady, 
and she's my age, so I'm like, great, this is gonna go awesome. And I get to her, and then she goes, do you have, so I make payments on my vehicle, because I just have a car loan. And she was like, do you have proof of payments? And I was like, oh, I can get proof. I get a picture for you. And she then asked me, like, how close do you live? And I was like, not close enough, like 15, 20 minutes. And Cortez is like a very busy road. So like just driving down Cortez is just annoying because of all the stoplights and ever, all the people. And I'm on the phone and I'm telling my partner, like, how to get the paper that I need. And she then goes on to say, a picture is not going to work. But a picture worked for my insurance card, so that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. But a picture was not going to work. So my partner then had to drive 20 minutes out of his way to come drop off the folder of all of my car stuff. And she quotes me, and I, I asked how much it was going to be, and she said 225 plus $28. And then I get the quote, and it's almost $350. For one year and 389 for two years and I said this in like a calm manner like calm perfectly fine and I said damn that's fucking that's a fucking car payment and if you know me I, I curse at the end of the day I curse and she goes this is where she got shitty with me she was already shitty with me to begin with because I told her that they lied to me and didn't tell me the right documents that I needed because I did double check. She goes, did you get a packet? And I said, no. And all of those things. And so she was already kind of shitty, but then she got shitty with me again. And she goes, we'll take that up with the state of Florida. And I just like chuckled and, and I, cause I'm, I wasn't in a bad mood. I was obviously like, that's a lot, like that's frustrating. And I was saying that's frustrating. And I say, oh, with everything going on in Florida right now, that's probably not going to work out. And then she got shitty with me and was like, okay, you have to get up. You, here's a pass. You have to go wait for that person, which was my partner, to come and bring the paperwork to you, to you that we need. And I was like, okay. So I got like this little pass thing that said, if I come back before 4 p.m., I, I could just skip the line. And so I went out and cried in my car because $350 is a lot of money, especially when you just moved and all that stuff, you need to pay rent and all those things. And had I known that, I would have just registered in Indiana for like a year and then just waited until my registration was up because it was only $150 in Indiana. But of course, didn't do that because I was told that car registration is cheaper in Florida. I was told that insurance is more expensive, but car registration is cheaper. Also that day I got told from Geico that they wanted to charge me $600 a month, almost $657 a month for car insurance. And I was like, that simply is not happening. And I thought they meant like $600 just for like my time period, but no, they meant $600 a month. So I had to switch to a whole new insurance company and still cost me $70 more than I was originally paying in Indiana. So I don't know if you know this, but in Florida, they have to check your VIN number and it's a cop who checks your VIN number. And if you know me, cops are not my friends. Cops are nobody's friends at the end of the day. Cops are literally nobody but white supremacist friends. 
And so they have a cop check, and the cop was just really shitty with me. He was like, keep pulling up, pull up, pull up, pull up, pull up. It was really shitty about, like, my driving. And meanwhile, I'm sobbing because I just got told it's going to cost me $350 to do my car insurance. Or not car insurance, car registration. And he then turns to me, and this cop is real shitty to me, and he goes, now, I understand that you're frustrated, but don't be cussing at my associate because if you keep doing this and you don't come in with a new attitude when you come back inside, then you're going to get no trespassing and get in trouble. And I was like, what the fuck? All I said was, damn, that's a fucking car payment. And I didn't even say it in like a shitty tone. I just was like, it was a shocked tone and I wasn't even cussing at her. I was cussing about the situation and so frustrating that that happened and it made me cry even more. So I waited for my partner and then this got even worse. Um, the front desk gave me a ticket number. So they checked me and said, do you have everything? And I said, yes. And the cop is watching me and I've got sunglasses on cause I'm sobbing my eyes out. So I kept my sunglasses on. And so the cop is watching me the whole time, making sure I have a better attitude, of course, cause you know, don't want no trespassing. And so I sat down and all of a sudden a number gets called and she goes, that's your number. And it was the same girl that I just gotten done with that didn't like me. And I went to go sit down and she, I shit you not, I literally said, I'm so sorry they sent me here again. And she goes, go, 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 get out of here, get out of here. No, 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 you're not supposed to be here. No, 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 that's not your number. No, 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 no. And started like freaking out and like shoved me back away to like go back to the um, middle area. And the, I think they did this on purpose. And it, anyways, if you live in Florida, Bradenton, Manatee tax collector, DeSoto office sucks. And so she like freaked out, sent me back to the front desk, went to the front desk and they were like, Oh, that wasn't your number. I'm sorry. I thought it was. And I was like, you did that shit on fucking purpose. Like that was on purpose. There's no way. Like you wanted me to get no trespassing and get kicked out because the cop was watching the whole time. So I went to another girl and I had the wrong paper. So glad my partner brought the whole file for my work or for my Jeep. And they were like, you have the wrong paper. And so I like searched through, finally found a paper. I'm meanwhile, I'm sobbing the whole time. And she goes, yeah, I know this is really stressful and doesn't offer me a tissue, nothing. She just lets me sob the whole time. I kept my sunglasses on cause I'm like sobbing my eyes out. And the cop is watching me literally the whole time. Anyways, got registration figured out, cost me $350 and finally got out. I left them a bad, nasty review on Google because they fucking suck and that was ridiculous like wasn't even cussing at the person cussed about the situation and I'm sorry you can't work in customer service like if you can't hear those words come out of people's mouths anyways that was my bad experience in Florida just shitty but Got done with that. We went to the beach for a sunset swim and it was gorgeous. Ugh, so gorgeous. Loved it. The sunset swim was absolutely wonderful. Got a lot of pictures, videos, things like that. Um, it was just gorgeous and so warm. It was very like, sorry, another truck is driving by and they have to be impossibly loud for no reason because it's a truck. Like y'all hear that shit? Like why does your truck have to sound like a smoker? 
anyways, and so we went to the beach. It was beautiful. Watched the sunset. Friday, we went to this Anna Maria Island again and went to this taco place, and it was so good. This taco place was delicious, like the best burrito I've ever had in my entire life, and queso and chips. And that mango salsa was pretty good. And my margarita was good, too. So, did that. Saturday, we did Costco again with his parents. Went to the pool and went out for dinner. We went to this really delicious burger place. Um, I think it was called SOB Burgers. I got a mac and cheese burger and it was amazing. Onion rings, just great. Sunday, we went to the mall. So, yesterday, we went to the mall had a lot of fun and it was just so good like I genuinely enjoyed the mall there was like free people lululemon it was just an expensive mall we got tropical smoothie went to learning express just did a bunch of stuff and then went to the pool afterwards and of course there were nasty little children there so of course it wasn't fun at the pool they have like a sign that's like no annoyances and I should just be like okay your kids can't be here then because they don't know how to contain themselves. Like, the kids who go to the pool literally do not know how to contain themselves at all. But, gosh, it was fun. I feel like Florida so far has been so fun and just, like, a really good transition. And I thought, like, change is going to be hard for me, but I really think this has been the best change. We've been waking up at 6 a.m., going to the gym, going to the pool at night, and I just feel much happier here. I feel like I'm in a good place, and yeah, yeah. So, honestly, I think that the move went pretty well for I guess being a control freak for me I'm just an an utter control freak and so I want everything to go as detailed and as close to my plan as possible and of course when you have five other people um, doing the move with you it cannot go to plan which is very unfortunate because I can't control five other people's bladders, five other people's stomachs, whatever it is, can't control that. And as someone who's just like, Ugh, you need to have control of every single little tiny detail, that part was like frustrating to me um, for the simple fact that, you know, for me, I wouldn't have stopped as many times probably would have stopped to get gas, go use the bathroom each time I stopped for gas, probably wouldn't have stopped so often and, and stuff like that. So there were just some things that I was like, yes, this is great. And some things that were like, eh, you know, I'm not doing a cross country move anytime soon at all. So at least I know, and I can give like tips and tricks for like other people. So, so that's kind of, I guess, this section of it that I want to do is kind of give some tips and tricks on like some things that I feel like worked best, didn't work best, things like that. Um, and just kind of talk through some things. So things that I think worked really well is having like stop points, like specific places you want to stop at 
on the road trip. So for us, we drove an hour, stopped someplace to get lunch. That didn't really count as like a stop, but it was somewhere where we were meeting everyone so that we could come together and then drive together because we did drive together the whole ride. But um, having like stop points. So like specifically, we really wanted to stop at Bucky's. So that was kind of like a stop point that we really wanted. Um, of course, we had to get gas before stopping at Bucky's, but that was like a really good stop point. So we were there. And then we had somewhere like outside of Tennessee. I, like I said, I still cannot pronounce the name of it. Um, but that was another stop point that they usually had where it was like their halfway point. And that was like their stop point of where they were. So we stopped there. And then once again, last stop of the night was like hotel. So having like certain points that you want to stop, because I felt like the first day went a lot smoother than the second day, because the first day was like we had certain stop points. And then the second day felt like the longest day of my life, which, you know, his mom said that it would feel like that because clearly like we're at the last length end of our drive. And so it did feel very chaotic because we didn't have stop points. I think the only stop point we had is there's like a mini state of Florida sign on one of the rest stops and they wanted us to take a picture there. So it was kind of like a stop point, but we didn't really have like, this is, you know, we're going to stop in this place in Florida. We're going to stop in this place in Georgia. This is where we're going to be. So my suggestion is having, if you can, you know, the drive, figure out where you can have certain stop points, kind of figure out like how much gas mileage your gas, your car gets in gas, figuring out like where are places you want to visit, where would you be comfortable sleeping. We were stopped outside of Atlanta, like I'd say pretty, pretty decently outside of Atlanta where we were comfortable with the hotel there. You know, the hotel also had to accommodate my dog things like that. So having like the certain points of like, okay, my gas gets 400 miles per, you know, full gas tank. Like it gets like 400 miles. So I know I can drive say 300, 350 miles without needing to stop to get gas. Okay. That'll be my stop point. And then kind of figuring out from there, what are some like scenery stop points that you want? Because it's nice to have some scenery stop points too, not just getting gas, running to the bathroom, yada, yada, but like having scenery stop points. So Bucky's was a really big one. And would I go back to Bucky's again? I don't know. Like I, like I mentioned earlier, I feel like you could get hate crime at Bucky's so very easily. But that was a stop point. I'd never been to Bucky's. It was pretty cool to go there, at least just figure out why people are obsessed with Bucky's. And I like halfway get it. Has has a lot of good stuff. But, you know, kind of scenery points where you want to see. So the, the second scenery point the next day was seeing the little Florida sign. Like that was just something that we really wanted to see. His parents wanted us to see, so we stopped there. And then kind of, I guess, gauging like, okay, 
bathroom breaks into that. So kind of like, could you wait 350 miles to take a bathroom break? When do you think that you should stop and get food? Um, kind of just creating a game plan of like, these are my stops, these are my tourist stops, these are my gas stops, these are my food stops, that kind of thing, and kind of just gauging along the way. And, and you can do this along the way, but it's kind of easier if you have like a game plan going into it. And we had like a sort of game plan going into it. Bucky's was just the biggest stop, obviously, that we wanted to do. And then we know we wanted to stop, you know, halfway, a little over halfway that night. Then the next day we do the rest of the drive. So a game plan is really important. I think when you're packing, I really liked the Lowe's boxes because they had handles on them. And I like that you could just pick them up easy and they were like really durable boxes. Um, couple packing tips that I would probably suggest is, there. there's a lot. I'm trying to think of like all of the tips that I would have for that. Obviously you wanna pack up like room by room and, and figure out each room. One of the biggest things that I really got that I really liked was like being very detailed on the box. So if I was going to be packing up the kitchen, what exact kitchen items were in there? Silverware, dishes, uh, you know, this drawer, this drawer was in there. I, I was very specific of like junk drawer, very specific. I know junk drawer is not very specific, but like to me it is because everything that was in the junk drawer goes in there. So then we just create another junk drawer <laughs> when we moved, uh, you know, pots, pans, that kind of stuff, cups, coffee cart, like I really labeled it by that. Making sure that like <clears throat> your mugs, your glasses are wrapped in like bubble wrap is really good. One of the things that I didn't really like was I like, I really taped the crap out of the bubble wrap. I wouldn't suggest doing that because you're just like kind of wasting the bubble wrap. Put like a little piece of tape on the bubble wrap just to hold it down. And sometimes you don't even need like tape to hold the bubble wrap down, but like that's a good way of like doing the bubble wrap. Uh, making sure you're definitely doing that. Definitely be very specific about what's in the box. So I have like a box, I have like a cart in between our two desks in the office that we had. And I boxed everything from that cart in a box. Didn't put anything else in that box that wasn't needed. Everything from my desk went into a box. Um, you know, all my squishmallows went into a box. All of the kitchen decorations went into a box. All of the bedroom decorations went into a box. So really like being specific about what goes into the boxes and ensuring that like each box has that. It, and you don't have to fill the boxes too. Like I think the idea is like, oh, I have to fill it to the brim. You don't really have to do that just making sure you're packing it in the correct size box. So really definitely get like small ones, medium ones, large ones. I really liked two men in a truck, their boxes too, because I got a really tall box for like pillows, blankets, things that don't fit in like a large regular size box. I got like a tall box and it fit perfectly in there. The other thing is like getting a, and this was like the suggestion of my partner's mom, 
is like when you're moving your mattress getting a mattress cover over it so it's just like a plastic wrap that you put over your mattress so when it moves when you move it you're clearly not getting your mattress all dirty and gross um things like that i'm not sure i sorry siri just went off um i'm trying to think of like other packing tips and things that i did big big closet things like if something's on a hanger just put a uh, bag over those things like seriously just put like a bag over the hanger and then like poke a little hole and just do that I did it upside down so I like poked a hole through the bottom of the trash bag for the hangers to go through and then because I had really long items to pack in the bag and then to go down um you would just shove it all into the bag and then tie the bag. And that's what I did with a lot of like closet items, things like that. When you have hangers, putting them in a hamper. If you have like extra, so for us, like we have like boxes that we put stuff in, containers that we put stuff in. I threw all of those in the same box. So like just random baskets and stuff like that, we just put into a box. Do that instead of like packing the box or the basket with the actual box, just put all the baskets into like one box. That was a really good thing that I did. Um, one other thing that I really liked that I did was I packed like a week's worth of clothes. And some people would say this is ridiculous because we ended up packing our house, unpacking our house all that night. I took all of like week a week worth of clothes and put them into my luggage I had like a suitcase and I put everything in there I lived out of the suitcase for like a good week or so week and a half out of that suitcase and then it served me well because when we were moving especially when you're doing a cross-country move I had all of my stuff like shampoo conditioner razor makeup hair products a week's worth of clothes so I had options to kind of choose from I had like a couple different shoes to choose from that was really really helpful and I honestly enjoyed doing that because it gave me options I'm really confused why the audio at the end was like that but I think it's because I was getting a call during that like last little bit of what I was trying to say so what I was just trying to say at the end was just making sure that you decide to pack like a, a weekend bag or like however many days you think that you will need clothes for because it's really helpful especially on a cross-country little trip not little cross-country trip it's just important to make sure you're as prepared as possible I also saw some other tips and these are from like people commenting on my Facebook post that I had put out but some other tips were like a box of all the things you'll need like cleaning supplies um, whatever you may need toilet paper stuff like that that you may need in like the first day or two just because a lot of people aren't like me and they don't go ahead and just unpack the night of so it was really helpful for some people to have like a box full of like toilet paper cleaning supplies things like that so that they just had something 
ready and available when they got to the apartment because clearly like you need toilet paper and you need cleaning supplies because what if you walk in and it's dirty or something like that um all those kinds of things i think also like when it comes to like a new apartment really making sure you're documenting to your landlord real realtor whatever whoever you went through probably more than landlord more than likely landlord, making sure that you're documenting all of the things that you notice when you first walk in. So stains on the carpet, holes in the walls, whatever it is, making sure that you are documenting that with proof that you did in fact find it on the day that you moved in, just so they are aware of what is happening. So like if you have to get your security deposit back in the end, you can get it back in the end. So just a little tidbit of that. I don't think that I have any other cross country like move tips. I think the biggest ones are one, putting your clothes on hangers and bags. Two, having a box readily available of cleaning supplies, toilet paper, napkins, dishwasher soap, whatever you need right ahead first off when you first walk into an apartment. Number three, packing like a weekend bag with toiletries and clearly like your toothbrush and makeup if you wear makeup and clothes, shoes, giving yourself different options so you don't just have like three outfits, you have like a couple outfits to choose from, a couple pairs of shoes to choose from. Number four, really labeling the boxes as detailed as possible. Number five, when packing the box, be okay with the fact that there are not going to be completely filled. Just making sure that they're filled with the correct things. So packing up your desk into one box, packing up a cart into one box, your coffee cart into a box, coffee machines into a box. Really being specific about what goes in each box and making sure that the box is labeled very clearly. Number six, have a plan. So when you are just cross-country move, have a plan of where you're going to stop, how long it takes for your gas tank to be filled, and then how long it takes for it to be empty, whatever kind of thing like that. Just try to have like a plan of like, okay, we're gonna stop here. This, this gas station is about halfway point. We're gonna stop here for a bathroom break, here for lunch. Whatever it is, just try to have like a game plan of like where you're going to stop and then maybe how often you're going to stop. I know that there's like emergencies and you know, you got to pee really quickly. And then lastly, enjoy the scenery that you have. So one of the things that we really noted on our trip was the fact that there was a lot of scenery. So Atlanta was really interesting, really pretty, loved the lights at night, it was gorgeous. And then Tennessee was really pretty because we had all the mountains and Kentucky was pretty because we were driving through this city and, and we were driving kind of like through the mountains and stuff and really just enjoying like the cities that you drive through and the scenery that you drive through and really taking it all in because you're going through a bunch of different states at the same time. And that's that's awesome to, to just take in that scenery. Especially since like, you don't really get that scenery when you're on a plane. So when else would you get that scenery, you know? So those are my tips. And before I close out 
this podcast episode, I have to tell you guys what I've, what I've been drinking. And I'm actually going to tell you what kind of like what else I've been doing and, and a little bit of stuff like that. So I have actually been working with a couple different brands here lately. So some of them have been like Raw Science, Javi, um, trying to think of some of the other brands that I've worked with. I like a Cube DIY brand. I've been working with Chamberlain Coffee. Just like a bunch of different brands here lately have been working with me. And I think this has been really exciting um, as a content creator who's been creating content for a really long time. Like I've been in the world of content creation for longer than people think I have. Like genuinely I've been creating content since I was in like middle school. May have not been good content, but I've been creating content since I was in like middle school. So for me as a content creator, finally having the opportunity to be taken seriously by brands, especially like Chamberlain Coffee and Javi and those partnerships that I've had with them, it's been really, really helpful and really nice to just create a partnership with them. I will talk about this in like an episode if you want me to, but I have pitched to some of those brands and some of those brands have pitched to me. So like Javi and Raw Science and Cube DIY. And I think there was like an Apple Watch band company that I had worked with. Those brands pitched to me and so was Chamberlain Coffee. So don't, don't think I've always pitched to Chamberlain Coffee. I've worked with them five times now at this point and I've only pitched to them once. I think I'm just on a list of influencers that they have that they can contact when certain like deals go, certain merch drops certain coffee drops, things like that. I think I'm on the list of like influencers who they believe create good content for their brand. And so for me, it's been really, really exciting working, especially with Chamberlain Coffee, because that's a brand that I'm in love with. If you know me, you should know that Emma Chamberlain is genuinely like one of my favorite influencers out there. Uh, If I had to pick like a favorite influencer, she'd probably be it. And content creator, whatever, whatever you want to call her, content creator, influencer, she has revolutionized going from like just being on YouTube to creating a podcast to creating a coffee brand to creating a brand for herself and and working with like Louis Vuitton and all these other like really expensive brands she has done it all and getting the honor to work with her company especially knowing her brand aligns with my brand has just been an honor and so I feel very excited and very special I feel very aligned with the brands that I do work with and I have pitched to like Manatee Coffee. I had pitched to them. I'm still waiting for a response back to them or back from them regarding completing the uh, trade that we were working towards. And I've been working with Javi Coffee, going back and forth with new products they have coming out and stuff like that. So I feel very excited about working with brands that align with my own personal brand. And I would love to talk about this more about like how you yourself can work with brands and um, just kind of talk about that a little bit. But 
that's where I'm at on that. I've been reading a lot on my Kindle. Uh, I just finished Happy Place and that like ruined me. But like all the books I've been reading here lately have like quote ruined me. Uh, TJ Klune is like a really good author and Matt Haig, I think that's how you pronounce it, is a really good author too. So like The Midnight Library, The House in the Cerulean Sea, um, Under the Whispering Door, and Happy Place have been like books that I've read here lately that I like literally love and enjoy. And so I've been really excited about those books. I've been really excited about reading. I'm actually reading Book Lovers by Emily Henry right now. And that seems to be going really good. I'm about 50% done with the book. Got about halfway. So I've been on my reading game. I got a Kindle, so I've been trying to read as much as possible. It's nice not having to buy the physical book. Because books can get expensive and Lord knows, you know, we don't want to spend 20 bucks on a book. So it's been nicer to have like the Kindle and be able to download like PDFs and stuff like that onto my Kindle. Other things, um, seemingly it seems like being the black sheep of the family has genuinely caused more discomfort in my family. I feel uncomfortable with how I've been treated and uncomfortable with the lack of communication and and knowing that genuinely I don't think they they cared much about me moving cross-country I haven't heard much about it I've had very little communication and it's genuinely really hurt my feelings knowing that is how I'm being treated when that's not how I treat them and so I have just made the conscious decision to do what is best for me and and right now that's just not me being the one that reaches out all the time. I usually am the one who reaches out all the time to family and I don't feel comfortable doing that right now so I am just taking a moment to myself to figure out what it is I want and it's not like I don't have family, I have my partner's family and they treat me better than I have ever been treated and I really do um, love spending time with them and being around them so I don't feel completely sad about this whole loss I don't know if it is a loss um, I don't know if we're in a standoff right now and it's like who's gonna budge first but right now it's just not gonna be me and it will not be me for a long time and I feel comfortable doing and making this decision. So if you too struggle with family issues like me, um, I get it and I understand and I struggle a lot because there is this patriarchal or whatever idea of what a family is supposed to look like and when you are a person who comes from what a family isn't supposed to look like. So I would call my family what family is not supposed to look like. When you come from that, it genuinely really does suck, especially seeing people who come from really great families 
my partner is super lucky to have such a great family and there are a lot of people who are really lucky to have such great families and I wish that was me sometimes just because I genuinely wish the concept of family was treated I don't know like a common consumption conception by my family it, you know it, it's it, at the end of it all, I think when my grandpa slash dad passed away, so the, the grandpa dad who raised me, I think when he died, I think there's something that died in the family. And and I hate to get really dark. I think I got really dark for a second. And I'm about to for just a second. I think when he died, there was something that died in everyone. I think there's something died in my grandma, my brother, my siblings, his son, me, I think everyone who was close to him, there is something that died and is never coming back to life again in them. And I'm not sure what that is and I'm not sure how to fix that. For me, I have fixed that because I feel like I've done a really good job in therapy, healing myself, really dealing with the grief. But there are people in my family who haven't dealt with the grief in a productive and, um, I don't want to say productive, I want to say like the best way possible. And some of them have dealt with it in a really negative, not so good way. And it is a struggle to see others struggle like that, especially since like grief, it, it's hard and, and it's different for everybody. And I, and I recognize that I, I, you know, I don't want that to go on record that I don't recognize that grief comes in all shapes and forms and people handle it differently, but I think what I hate the most is like, instead of using the grief to band together, we've used the grief to like unglue ourselves from each other. And it's hard for me to process the fact that I have to deal with that now. I have to deal with the aftermath. And it's not just dealing with my grief, it's dealing with the grief and loss of my family too. I feel like I'm grieving the loss of my family, not just grieving the loss of someone's life, I'm grieving the loss of my family too. So that's just how I feel. Um, it's been very hard for me to verbalize how I actually feel about the situation, but that is how I feel. I feel like I am grieving so many losses and it's been really hard on me, especially moving. And I want to be happy about this move because I am happy about this move, but I want them to be happy for me too. And I have an expectation of how I want my family to be. And unfortunately they don't meet those expectations. And so I kind of break my own heart. And that's just the worst part. This is how I expect the family to be. My family is not that way. This is how I, you know, I expect to communicate with each other and to text not every day, but maybe once a week or something like that. And I, I can't even get communication from people in my family. Anyways, that was really dark. Uh, it's been very hard to verbalize that, but I'm glad that I kind of got it out. Um, anyways, let's move on to something more lighthearted. Let's talk about the coffee I've been drinking here lately. So this is not an ad, I'm just letting you know, like, yes, you can use my code to get so much off for um, 
the coffee company Jalvi. However, that's that's not what I'm what I'm here to do. Um, I do genuinely really like the coffee concentrate from Jalvi. So I got a bottle of it. It was like a collaboration with them, and I got a bottle of it with them and in all of my contracts for brands and and this is just a tidbit but always make sure you put a clause that says if you don't like the product you don't have to market it and so that's important making sure that you don't market something that you don't like but javi wanted to do this coffee collaboration with me and i was like heck yeah like I, i love coffee i'm a perfect pick for this and so they sent me the concentrate and the concentrate was really good uh, i got just the original coffee concentrate and it to me tasted like mocha i know that like it's supposed to just be the original coffee concentrate but it actually tasted like mocha to me so i did the concentrate which is about two tea- two teaspoons to eight ounces of water and then you put in milk creamer or coffee syrup so what I was doing was the coffee concentrate and then I would do like caramel creamer or I had coffee cake creamer or whatever like cinnamon roll creamer is what I had so a couple different creamers and it was so good like it tasted so so good um and they just recently sent me their coffee protein which I did not like at first because of the way that I was just mixing it with water. But I mixed it into like a quote smoothie today, unquote. And it was actually pretty good. Um, very filling and, you know, gave me some extra pep and energy. So I actually really recommend the Javi Coffee Concentrate because I genuinely, it was good. Like, it was delicious and you just mix it in with some milk creamer whatever and it's pretty good so that's what I've been drinking here lately if you do want to try Javi just remember that I do have like an affiliate link so you can use the code Cheyenne so c-h-e-y-e-n-n-e 95257 and you'll get 20% off your first order from Javi so just want to throw that out there you don't have to use it anything like that (laughs) just want to put that out there but I did like the coffee concentrate I am never ever going to recommend something I don't like so just know that like I genuinely do really like the product and it was really good so remember use my code Cheyenne95257 and totally recommend getting the coffee concentrate in any of the flavors, honestly. I think any of the flavors would be good. So, anyways, that's the end of this episode. I just want to thank you for tuning in. I want to thank you for believing in me, giving me this platform, and coming to my corner of the internet. And I look forward to creating meaningful content and continuously doing what I love and that's creating content so thanks guys and I will see you in the next episode